This is a really cool series that we're in right now. We are, uh, we're talking about finances in church. If you missed last week, we talked about that a little bit. Um, if you missed last week, there, there's a couple things that, that I want you to know, all right, just right out of the gate. Last week, we, uh, we said one thing. It was our main point for last week. It is money serves us, we serve God. Money serves us, we serve God, and then we had a a passage of scripture, and the point of the scripture uh, from Matthew 6, 24 says this. Uh, It says, at the end of the passage, it says, you cannot serve God, both God and money, all right? We talked about all that last week, so go back and listen to the podcast if you missed it. Uh, It's going to be be, uh, a great uh, tool for you to listen to, and there's some resources on our website, too, to help you out with that. Um, This week, let's do this. Let's, let's, uh, let's use our imagination just for a few moments, okay? So, this is what I need you to do. I need you to take a deep breath on the count of three. One, two, three. All right, you loosened up a little bit. All right, now we need to be in our daydreaming posture, okay? I want you to daydream with me. So this is what you do when you daydream. You don't close your eyes because that would be night dreaming. So we're, gonna, we're not going to close our eyes, but we're just going to look off into the distance at nothing. Just look off. I want you to daydream with me, okay? You have just been promoted. Everybody said? (laughs) Yes, of course. Everybody said amen. All right. So you guys just been promoted to a brand new role in the company that you work for. You have just been awarded the title CFO, Chief Financial Officer. Now you are in control of managing all of the company's money. You guys excited about that? Anybody? Yeah, a couple of you. Other ones, just not, not too good. You don't, do, you don't do numbers very well. That's fine. What if I told you the name of this company is You Incorporated? Should You Incorporated fire you? Think about it. If someone paid you to handle your finances, would they stop paying you because you're just not doing that great of a job? Today, we're going to talk all about uh, getting a hold of our money, our finances. Today, we're going to talk about what it's going to take for you not to lose your job as CFO of You Incorporated, okay? So, in order for us to do that, we're going to have to deal with a major issue that we all have. And the issue that we all have is the issue of self-control, Self-control. We just don't have it. We don't have a tremendous amount of self-control. I'll give you an example. Ladies, ladies, look at me, please. Guys, put your hands down, no elbows, nothing. Just be quiet, okay? Ladies, you don't have any self-control. And I'm telling you that you nickel and dime your family's finances to death, okay? I know you do. Because you go to the store, and you go shopping, and you bring home stuff that you didn't need because it was on sale, right? You do that. You don't need it. You go, you find the most amazing V-neck ever, and it's 20% off, and you bring it home. But before you do that, before you make it home, you realize, that really was a good deal. I don't wear V-necks, but that was a really good deal. 
And you get home and you look at it and you're like, man, this is a really nice V-neck, but I don't wear V-necks. I need to go out and buy a shirt that I can actually or really want to wear. So you go out and you buy another shirt that's really nice and it's on sale as well, but that shirt, you don't have shoes to match that shirt. So you go spend another 20, 30, 40 bucks on some shoes and you just keep nickel and diming your budget to death. It's all gone, right? I know you do that. You, you go get your nails done on a regular basis because it's, it's really not technically that expensive. So you go get your nails done and you nickel and dime your family's budget to death. Ladies, ladies, guys don't care about your fingernails. When's the last time you heard a guy say, man, look at the nails on her? <laughs> Ever? Man, are those real? Like, you never, you never hear that, all right? We don't care. Stop it, all right? Budget for that stuff, that's great, but don't just pull out that change in dollar bill forms out of your purse and think that you can just go spend that money. It adds up over the long term. So ladies, I need you to help me with something. On the count of three, we're going to say no. <laughs> the guys are laughing. <laughs> That's good. All right. Ladies, we're going to try this, okay? Ladies, just on the count of three, we're going to say no. All right? It's just two letters. All right, ready? One, two, three. No. I felt like I'm the only one that said that. <laughs> ladies, we're going to try this one more time. I know you can do it, all right? One, two, three. No. <laughs> that was bad. Guys. Guys, listen, I, I know you. We don't nickel and dime anything. We go all out one time. One time. One time. If I have a hobby, I got the best stuff. I went mountain biking one time to see if I liked it. I fell in love with it. The next time, I went out on a $1,200 bicycle. That was before we had kids, and I paid cash for it, by the way. Guys, we, we go see a boat that we really like, and we bring the boat home on a brand new truck that we just bought because it had to pull the boat. We don't nickel and dime stuff. To, no, no, no. If we want to play golf, that's great. We're going to play golf, and we're going to go out there, and Tiger Woods is going to be jealous of us because we buy everything all at one time. Guys, we need to learn the word no. So on the count of three, guys, we're going to say no. One two, three. No. Guys, you did a much better job than the ladies. Yeah, that makes sense. So let me ask this question. Now that we have practiced the word no, let me ask you, do you really need a $6 cup of coffee? The answer is no. Someone said yes. I'm glad you're here this morning. Do you, do you really, really need that brand new iPhone that's coming out in the fall? No. Some of you, again, I'm glad you're here this morning. Do you really need a brand new car instead of a used car? No. We don't need that stuff. What we need, what we need to do is say no. And please don't get Groupon confused with Coupon, okay? Stay away from it, all right? Say no. On the count of three, everyone, one, two, three. 
Very good. I still have yet to hear one lady say no. We have a major problem, and that is self-control. There are a couple passages in Proverbs that I would like to point your attention to. Look at what Proverbs says about self-control. Proverbs 5, 23 says this. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. No self-control is foolish. Proverbs 16.32. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Think about it. Proverbs 25.28. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. A city with broken down walls is dangerous. All kinds of stuff can come in to our lives, our families, because of lack of self-control. When we're talking about budgeting and financing, uh, finances, self-control is crucial. When we're talking about other areas of our life, self-control is crucial. We have to have self-control. Here's the point for today, and I want you to write this down. And I'll give you some time. It'll be up on the screen just for a few moments, but write this down. You must admit you have self-control before you can use it. You must admit that you have self-control before you can use it. You must admit that you have self-control before you can use it. But you say, I don't know if I have self-control. Christians, look at me. Christians, look at me. If, if you are not a follower of Christ, listen to me. But this is specifically for Christians. Christians, look at me. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That relationship that came with Jesus Christ, it was, there was a great price that had to be paid for that. And we understand, we, we know that Jesus died on the cross and we accept that. And we know that Jesus came back to life in three days and we accept that. And because Jesus lives today, we're able to live today with hope and peace. We're able to live with a lot of things. And I want you to know that a benefit that you have as a Christian, you have self-control. Christians, you have self-control. For those of you not followers of Jesus Christ, I don't know if you have self-control or not, but I know that it's a gift that comes with salvation. So Christians, I'm telling you today, if you hear nothing else from me, you have self-control. You just have to admit that you have it before you can use it, okay? Let me show you this passage. This is amazing. Look at this, Galatians. Galatians 5.22 says this. Paul says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, Christians, this stuff is in our life. This is what we have. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit gives us these gifts, these fruits of the Spirit. We have these. We just have to admit it, and we can use them. Look what is in this list. Love, joy, peace, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and say it with me, self-control. 
We have self-control. There is no law against these things. It's not wrong for you to use them. Christians, we have self-control. It's there. Just dig down. Know that you're a believer. Know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Know that the Spirit brought this stuff into your life. And now admit it and use it. You have self-control. You can say no. Why? Because you're a Christian. We have this. Use it. Don't, Don't make excuses for yourself anymore. You have the opportunity to say no to things that we don't need. We have the opportunity to have self-control and say, you know what, my finances, they're jacked up and I have enough control to put it back on track. You have self-control. Admit it. Use it. For the rest of the morning, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk all about budgeting. In your seats, you have some budgeting forms. I encourage you to pick up a packet. If you don't have one in your seat, there should be one beside of you. Pick it up. For those of you that are listening uh, online, uh, this is a resource that we have under resource tab at FusionCityChurch.com. This is a budgeting sheet for you. And today we're going to talk all about budgeting. Why? Because we have control to do this. This isn't something that is beyond you. This isn't something that you can't control. You can. And we're going to get through this together. This budgeting sheet, you guys check it out. There are a couple different kinds of incomes, okay? A couple different kinds of incomes. You're going to have like a steady income. You're going to get paid every month, every two weeks. You're going to get paid every other week, something like that. If you're going to have like a consistent income, then you need to use sheet one. Go through that. There's a few pages. If you have an irregular income, don't say, oh, woe is me. I don't know how much I'm getting this month. I might not get anything till next month. Whatever. That's fine. Well, there's a budgeting sheet for you. That is the last page. It is the irregular income planning. All right? That's there for you, too. If you don't know what you're going to make, follow this worksheet. It will help you. Let me say this. <clears throat> the content that we're using today, it's not, I didn't invent it. It didn't come from me. It came from this guy named Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, too, is a Christian. He knows all about finances. He, is a, he, is a, he has a tremendous amount of wisdom. He wrote a book called The Total Money Makeover. This book can literally change your life financially. They're Christian principles that he has made very practical. There are a couple of these at the hub. Feel free to pick them up. They're 15 bucks. We're not making any money on these. I'm telling you, we're not making money. I just did that for ease um, because we're lazy people. That's just what it is. You can get these on Amazon. You can pick them up wherever, but there are a couple if you want to pick it up at the hub. Dave Ramsey, in this book are these forms that I gave you today, and he talks through them extensively. He tells and shares story after story of families that have applied these principles. And they have begun uh, their, their freedom financially. And that's what I want for us today. Now back to the budget. Sheet one, the first page, tells you how to do this. It's easy. Last week, last week's message, we talked about doing the evaluation, figuring out where you were, and seeing if you were really strapped. If you're really strapped, you found out last week. You went through your two months of, uh, of bank statements. You listed it on the forms that I gave you, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like I said, somebody really loved Rite Aid. They had a whole sheet of Rite Aid stuff. Who goes to Rite Aid? They did. I don't know. So they stopped doing that. Rite Aid's probably going to shut down now. Whatever. 
So you look at all your stuff, and I, another family that I helped, they would go to the gas station. They would go to the gas station literally uh, three times a day, and they didn't even buy gas, right? Like, I need, a, I need a soda. Yeah, go to the grocery store. They have groceries and drinks, or go to Rite Aid. I heard they had really good sales. I don't know. So, so we look at where we're spending. We're doing this nickel and diming stuff that we talked about earlier, and you saw all that. And then you, I, had, I gave you some uh, some easy cheats on how to do your percentages, and you guys had the opportunity to look at that. Now this week is where your percentages should be. If you look at this sheet, sheet number one, step one, step two, step three. Step one, write down your income. What do you bring home? That's easy. Write it down. Step two, you're going to have these categories, and you have the categories right in here. You're going to have these categories. Sit down with your family. Sit down with your spouse and say, all right, how much do we need to spend on groceries? How much do we need to spend uh, eating out at restaurants? How much do we spend on credit card payments? How much do we spend on gas? Just figure all that out in this sheet. Then step three, step three, you're going to get here and you're going to start adding up all of your categories. And pay attention, this is tricky. If your categories add up to be more than your income, you have to redo your categories, okay? Here's the thing with a budget. We do a budget because we want every dollar to have somewhere to go. We name every single dollar. It's an every dollar budget. At the end of this budget, you should see a big zero. I spend $1,000 on expenses and I bring home $1,000 in income. You subtract those two and you get what? Zero. That's how, that's how we do the budget. It's just that easy. If you do this sheet and you do it every month and you're going to do this for the month of July because June, you've already blew it. It's messed up. Whatever, right? You're going to do this for July. So when you sit down and you do this for July, when you do this for July, work it all out. And then when July 1st gets here, you already know where your money's going. You control your money. You're in control of your money. So you tell your money where you're going because you've already written it out on paper before the month began. You follow me? Don't figure out finances in the middle of the month. It's too late. Figure it out now for next month. You follow me? You got it? That's how you do a budget. It's not rocket surgery at all. It's easy. Some of y'all got that. You can do a budget because we have self-control. Now we have the tools to be able to do it. The budget, once we get a hold of this, then we're going to see that we're going to have some money and we're going to be able to start tracking those things that are really important. Dave Ramsey says giving is really important. And next week we're going to talk about what happens when we all give together. And that's fine. This is church. We should talk about generosity. We're going to talk about that next week. But this week, all I want you to know is that you'll notice that uh, Dave Ramsey gives these, these percentages. So under uh, charity, he says, hey, you should be between 10 or 15%. Under savings, you should be saving 10 to 15%. Housing, your housing shouldn't be any more than 25 to 35%. Let me say this. Listen, because this is where a lot of people get, get messed up. If your house payment alone, if your house payment alone is more than 25% of your budget, one or, uh, of two things have to happen. I'm just honest. You either have to sell your house and move into something that is a quarter, 25% or less of, than your income, or you need to make more income. Because if you have a house payment that's 25% uh, or more than 25% of your income, 
your house is running you. You can't do anything. 25% is a magic number, according to Dave Ramsey, and he has worked with millions of people, okay? So you work through all these percentages. You work through all these percentages. And now you have a better understanding on how your money is going to get spent when it comes to what Dave Ramsey calls baby steps. All right, this is budgeting. We budget so that we can start doing some baby steps. Here's the idea with baby steps. Baby steps are small steps. Did I share anything new with you? Right? Baby steps. They're small. I don't know how many of you have watched a baby start to walk, like in this toddler stage. They normally don't wake up one morning and say, I got this baby step thing down. They drop the rail of their crib, crawl out of bed, come in there and wake you up, walk in there, say, hey, mom, dad, I got this walking thing, baby steps, I'm done. Anybody, anybody's kid ever did that? Anybody? I think I saw Chucky do that one time, all right? <laughs> that could be some of y'all's kids, but we'll, that's another message. So baby steps, they take one step, maybe even a half a step, and they fall, and they're done. They're like, mm not doing this. No, they don't. They get back up and they take another little half step and they fall and then they get back up and they take another little half step. This is baby steps. These are recommended steps that you take. If you start taking the first baby step and it gets a little shaky and you fall down, that's fine. Don't quit. Don't give up. Why? Because you have self-control. Use it. So now if you fall off baby step one, you just can't stand up, then just keep standing up trying to do baby step one, do baby step one, do baby step one. Don't do baby step two before baby step one. It's impossible. You can't take your second step before your first step, can you? Right? Baby step one. Here are the baby steps. There are seven total. I'm giving you three today. The other seven, you can find them uh, from Dave Ramsey in his book or just Google it. Baby steps, and you can write these down. Baby steps. Baby step number one is $1,000. This $1,000 is just there because something's going to happen. Something's going to break. You're going to need some emergency money. This is emergency money, okay? Emergency money. This is very important. Save $1,000. And you might say, well, how do I save $1,000? I don't know. Sell everything you have. Sell everything you don't need or sell some of the stuff that you need. Sell so much stuff that your kids think they're next, all right? Like they're scared. Sell everything. Get $1,000. I don't know. I would prefer you do it legally. Uh, somebody watch her. <laughs> All these things going on through my mind that she could be doing, that she shouldn't be doing to get $1,000. Focus, focus. All right. $1,000. Get $1,000. And I'm telling you, you shouldn't keep it somewhere that is just so easily accessible that you're going to use it. Like, don't keep it in your, like, underwear drawer. Don't do that. Because the pizza man will get it. You're like, the pizza man's going to get it? Yeah, because he's going to ring the doorbell, and you're like, mm, emergency, and you're going to go to your, you're going to go to your bedroom, you're going to go through all your underwear and get out the $1,000, you're going to pay him some, all right? Don't do that. Dave Ramsey said someone, someone actually put this $1,000 in a picture frame, and on the, wrote, on the front they wrote, break glass in case of emergency. 
That's an idea. Because you can't just go pull out your hundreds of dollars and, and go pay something. Keep it aside. It's emergency money. Emergencies only. Once you have saved that, that's baby step one. Don't do baby step two unless you do baby step one. Do baby step one. If you keep falling, get back up and do baby step one again. Keep doing baby step one until you get $1,000 in the bank. Baby step number two is your debt snowball. If you have debt, this is pretty important for you, okay? Debt snowball. The debt snowball. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Number two. Number three, emergency fund. Emergency fund is uh, three to six months of your living expenses. That's your true emergency fund. And you're going to want to set this aside as well. It's going to take some time. But continue to build that emergency fund. And Dave Ramsey gives four other ones that um, we just don't have time to go over today. These are the main three. $1,000, debt snowball, emergency fund. Now let's come back to the debt snowball. All right, here's some information on the debt snowball, which is baby step number two. But you're, gonna do, you're not going to do baby step number two until you get done with baby step number one, all right? Baby step number two, debt snowball. Here's some things that I want you to consider with debt snowball. Debt snowball. You're going to list your lowest balance first. I don't care about your interest rates. It doesn't matter. Your interest rates do not matter. And you might say, well, mathematically, the interest rate, the lowest interest rate you should pay. Look, if you were good at mathematics, you wouldn't be in debt, Right? Yes, yeah, I stole that from Dave Ramsey. Don't get mad at me, okay? Lowest balance first. Because this is what happens with a snowball. You start small with your lowest balance and you throw $200 at that balance right now. I don't know where you get $200. Talk to the ladies over here, okay? I don't know how you get $200. Get $200 and throw it at the, the lowest debt that you have right now and do that every month until that debt is paid off. Once that debt, that smallest one is paid off, you have that $200 plus that minimum payment that you were paying to that lowest um, balance anyway. You take all of that and you take it to number two, whatever your second highest balance is, and you start, you start just, just blow through that. That's the debt snowball. You start small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you finally have paid off all of your debt. You snowball it. Got it? Debt snowball. You can do this. Why? Because we have self-control. We have it. We have to admit it before we can use it, but we have it. We can do this because we have self-control. Last year, last fall, we did a financial series. In the financial series, we, I talked a lot about debt snowball in a message um, I talked a lot about the debt snow, snowball uh, as well as some of the baby steps. And I encourage you all, if you're taking this seriously, that you go back and listen to that podcast. Um, if you look under our podcast, it's one that I preached, so you'll see my name beside of it. The series was uh, The Blessed Life. The sermon title was uh, The Truth About Percentages. This, that message alone was a... It's just a record-breaking message for Fusion City Church. It was monumental in the life of this church because it's 103 minutes long, the longest message in the history of this church. So if you plan on listening to it, block out an hour. Uh, it's 100, I don't know, it's an hour and three minutes, so 63 minutes. Make sure you just plan some time for that. 
there's some laughing. Math, I know, I got you. I got you. <clears throat> All this is not in my notes. I wish I could take credit for it. So go back and listen to that podcast, seriously. It is a, It talks all about the death snowball. It talks all about um, percentage living. You guys are going to check that out. Here's what I have to say for you today. I want all of us to realize that once we take an evaluation of our finances, once we take control because we have self-control, once we do all of this, then we have an opportunity to change our family tree. We have an opportunity to take control over our finances and live financially free. We have the opportunity to live like no one else today because this stuff is so crazy. So later we can live like no one else. So we have the opportunity to say no today to things that we shouldn't be buying so that we can say yes later for the rest of our lives because we have our finances under control. We have an opportunity to live life debt-free because when we don't have any more debt, imagine what you can do. Imagine what you could do with your money if you didn't have a house payment, a loan, just a house payment. That's seven, $800 a month. What would you do with another 800 bucks a month? Imagine if the average family wasn't dropping thousands of dollars a month in credit cards. Imagine what you would do in your family if you had no debt, no house, no debt. What would you do with that money? I'm telling you, you have the opportunity to have that freedom if, if you admit that you have self-control and you actually use it. You follow me? This stuff's easy. We just have to do it. We have to have self-control. Let me share one more passage with you and then we'll be done Proverbs 21.25. Proverbs 21.25. This is encouragement to all of us. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Careful planning. Planning that requires some of that self-control that we talked about. Planning that requires us to have some family meetings around the table to figure out some of the budget stuff that we've been talking about. Planning, being able to say no when we should say no and saving the yes for later after we get our finances in control. Careful planning puts us ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. So let me say this. We have an opportunity to get ahead, but it's gonna take some time. The debt snowball, it's not going to happen in July. I promise you. You're not going to be finished with it. It might be July next year. But you're on, a, you're on track. You have a plan. You have self-control. We have the ability to live like no one else after we live like no one else. You follow me? You follow me? Let's pray. God, we, uh, man, we just love you. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to, uh, to hear from Dave Ramsey, from uh, other folks just around, that we're, we have the opportunity to plan, we have an opportunity to get ahead. God, that your Holy Spirit gives us um, self-control. We have self-control to be able to get our finances in track. God, I heard someone say this week, I heard someone say that there is 
There is no better spiritual act than to get ourselves under control financially. That's because, God, where, where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. And money is attached to everything in our lives. Even if you don't have money, it's attached to you. So, God, we understand that money is so important for our spiritual health, our spiritual well-being. So, God, today, would you allow these worksheets, this conversation, to spark something in our family's lives so that we can come together around the table and start planning so that we can get ahead. God, today would be the day that we start changing our family tree. So God, would you help us with that? God, would you bless this conversation? God, would you bless these families here and those who are listening online? Help us, God, remind us that we have that self-control. And God, we give you all the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.